muscles and turnbuckles, a Potsack Studio Fort Worth production. Here's your host, Knuckles, Poppy, and Mike Dub Dub. Hey, welcome back to another edition of Side Hustles and Turnbuckles. I'm one of your hosts, Knuckles. I'm Poppy. And I'm Mike Dub Dub. And man, and today we have such a great person with us today, man. He's been a champion of a lot of uh, independent promotions, too many that I can really uh, mention. I know that 2018 you were voted number 134 of the top 500 wrestlers in PWI magazines. That's a pretty cool accomplishment. So I just want to sit and introduce today Steve, the man behind Congo Kong Wilson. How you doing, How's sir? How's it going, guys? How you doing, doing pretty well, man. Thanks for having me today. Dude, man, I love it, dude. Uh, where are you uh, at today? I didn't know if you were in, in Michigan or if you're in Indiana. I'm in Indiana at my house uh, in Fort Wayne, to be exact. Yeah, just chilling, um, enjoying the day off. Going to do some cleaning and some <laughs> gear making and, uh, yeah, do some regular people stuff for a change. Well, tell me how you got your start in all this. I know you were in college and you were playing football and you seen like an ad or something for wrestling. Yep. Uh, yeah, my first year I went to a school called Saginaw Valley State University in Michigan and uh, I was home for summer vacation and I saw a, a poster for a local independent show and at the bottom of it said, if you're interested in becoming a pro wrestler, call this number. And I'm thinking to myself, well, where else am I going to see the information to uh, go to a wrestling school. So I jumped on it and uh, kind of left football because, you know, I wasn't feeling it anyway. Started off in Grand Rapids, Michigan, then finished my training in Holland, Michigan. Eventually moved on to Indiana to go back to college football uh, to try to get an education. Uh, I, ironically enough, there was nothing there that piqued my interest other than wrestling. So... Here I am, a professional wrestler, 24 years later. Now, what would you say was more physical in the training? Was it football or wrestling? I would say football. I would say because, you know, after a day of practice, I'd get up the next morning and I'd be bent over for the first 15, 20 minutes of the day because I couldn't stand (laughs) up straight. Yeah. (laughs) I know Brock Lesnar tried out for the Minnesota Vikings and he got his bell rung. So, (laughs) Oh, yeah. It is no joke. Do you remember your first match when you broke in? Yep. Uh, ironically, I think I want to say two weeks into my training and I knew how wow. to do a drop throw hold and a lockup. Yeah, the guy that ran the, the promotion, he uh, was not a, a wrestler or wrestling minded. He was just a real estate mogul. And so his thought was, well, since they're paying for training, they need to be on the show. I mean, who was I to know any different? So I knew I wasn't ready, but we still we still did it anyway. <laughs> How did you come up with the name Congo Kong? He didn't. He came up with the name Osiris first. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yep, Osiris was my baby. I got it from the Egyptian god Osiris. I just figured yep. I changed yep. the, changed yeah. the name, and I wanted something that was. Uh, one word and it sounded powerful, you know, because Vader was like, yeah. you know, my big hero. So was uh, Yokozuna, you know, guys like that. That, you know, they did, just had that one name. They didn't need a last name, but you knew who they were. Yeah. And so I went with that for the first 13 years of my career, I'd say. 10, yeah, about that. And then ICP doing Baby Kong Kong, right? Exactly. I went to a, a JCW show and they kept talking about this Congo Kong coming out and, and messing people up. 
in a tag match and I'm looking around like I know everybody here who's this Congo Kong guy where's the Cyrus so yeah they finally look at me and they go uh, oh yeah that's your new name you can use it anywhere and I you know naturally I'm I'm, I'm like what the hell is going on because <laughs> one I didn't want to ever be a stereotypical character and two I really wasn't feeling like the face paint and all that stuff I knew that was what they were looking for so I just went with it because it was a bigger payday than than I'd ever made as Osiris and it kind of went from there <laughs> well with Congo you look kind of Samoan I've always thought you was like one of the Samoans I thought you was like kin to the rock in them when I seen you for the first time I wish I was I'd have a job <laughs> right now <laughs> I remember when you wrestled in Impact oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember when you wrestled Abyss in Impact yeah. oh my lord yeah that was yeah, a, fond memories. man what would you say is your greatest match you ever had Ooh, uh, man, uh... I don't know. That's a that's a good question. It'd probably be the one. It was a blow off match. It was called Three Stages of Insanity, and it was, the match ended up going 50 minutes. The first fall was a four corner dog collar match. Second fall was a fans leather strap match, I believe, and then the third fall was a fan fans oh, bring wow. the weapon. Damn. And so, yeah, yeah, it, it was two, three hundred plus, almost four hundred pound guys in there wrestling for that long, and like there wasn't a lot of selling, but it wasn't to the point where it made the match boring. It was it was a really good match, and to this day, uh, probably one of my most memorable matches. Who was it for? It was for a company called Insanity Pro Wrestling that Man. ran out of Indianapolis. Was that a bloody match? No, I, I I got a thing against blood, so I tried to avoid it as <laughs> much as possible. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah, there's there's too much. You know, it used to be that you you uh you had to uh, actually do stuff in order to get something to die. Now you know you can just be in the same room from them and and end up dying. So, um, man. I've always been cautious about that. Just, you know, bloodborne pathogens and, and not trusting wrestlers because most of us are whores, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, what was your favorite match when you wrestled in Jekyll Wrestling? Um, That's a good question. It, 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 it would either be my first gathering match with Rhino or the match that I wrestled Too Tough Tony in the main event of the gathering. Oh, wow. Too Tough Tony, man. Yeah, Too Tough Tony, yeah. No, no Too Tough Tony. Oh, He's too got the uh, fire punch, the meteor punch yes. or whatever. He, puts he the, set my, my hair on fire a couple of times. Oh, whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, golly. I've, I've seen a bunch so of now, now if I have to take it, my hand goes up wherever you do. <laughs> I would too. I think I've seen, I don't know if I, for sure if I did, I thought I did, but I'm not for sure if I've seen it or not if I was imagining. But I was looking at JCW Wrestling, and I found one of your matches where you were wrestling against Santana Jackson, I think. It was a Michael Jackson wannabe. Yes. Yes, that happened uh, last year at the gathering, actually. Well, when I asked him if he ever wrestled you, because I got him as a friend on Facebook, and he says, I'll have to look into that. And I'm like, oh, wow, maybe I didn't see what I thought I saw. <laughs> He's probably like me, where he'll remember me if he sees me. 
But to know somebody by name sometime, I'm like, ah, you know, because you see a lot of people, you meet a lot of people in this business. And like case in point, I was just in Wisconsin and I'd say half the guys I'm thinking I'm meeting for the first time. They're like, hey, good to see you again. And I'm like, oh, great. Hi. <laughs> Who do I know you from? <laughs> you right. Play exactly. it off like, yeah, good to see you. Yeah. How did you get started in your clothing line? You're making outfits. Back in the day, Easy Money was the go to guy. And he, he seemingly was either the only one or one of the only ones. And I remember sending him a message with a drawing for some gear and asking for a quote. And I never got a reply. And uh, eventually I found a lady at my church who sewed. But like she, uh, I don't know if it was her church brain or what, but like I would order a singlet and it'd be baggy on me. Uh, she didn't understand, you know, wrestlers need to have tighter clothes. Like, don't keep making my stuff baggy. Well, eventually I was going through a store called Value City at the time, and I saw a sewing machine that was uh, an open box model, and so it was on sale. And so I figured, hey, let's try it, see what happens. And um, I made a couple things and, you know, tested them out, and they seemed to work. And I just kept going and kept running into people who also sewed who can give me different pointers on stuff. And so... Yeah, that was back in 2007, and and here I am, and it's pretty much, you know, uh, a daily thing that I'm in my sewing room. As a matter of fact, this weekend, I had to make sure I took a break because I had been in there so much and and pumping stuff out. Now, your company, is it called Juggernaut, the the clothing company? Juggernaut gear, yes, by Osiris. I haven't changed it, no no need to, you know, just keep it it hush-hush. I haven't really advertised it a whole lot either, so... Um, well, if you want, if you'd like us to, I'll mention the website and where the, where wrestlers can get their gear when we do our shows, just to help you out, put can, the word out. They can just hit me up on Facebook, honestly. Um, okay. Under Steve Wilson, because, you know, that's where I do most of my business anyway. And uh, it's it's easier than trying to keep a website and keep track of, of all the stuff that I've been doing. Plus, I have an, enough customers that, how do I say is I'm not really lacking for work right now. As a matter of fact, I need to find an assistant. However, I don't trust everybody with, you know, my my name, you know, so I'd have to find somebody who could do it right, you know, and who'd have uh, experience, <clears throat> excuse me, using uh, spandex and, and all the different materials that we, we use. So who's some of the famous guys and girls in the business you've made gear for so far? Uh, Rhino, Zach Gowan, Trey Miguel, Jake Chris, Dave Christ, uh, who's been on TV. I, well, I've had several people be on uh, AEW Dark with my gear. Wow, cool. Yeah, it's you know, it's a it's a fun time. You know, good 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 to uh, to see my stuff. You know, being uh, used and broadcast everywhere. We get you to make some masks for us. I'm definitely gonna wear it for when we do our podcast, and I'm gonna take awesome. it out and I'm gonna I want to I want to tell people, man, about it because I think it was I was looking at some of your gear on your Facebook page and I seen what you did for Rhino. Man, it looks badass, dude, and well, that's you. pretty good. Thank I can do I... something. I can sew, so I give you credit, man. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that stuff I haven't updated. It's really old, and I guess. I guess the reason I haven't updated is because as soon as you put out a picture of one person's gear, then somebody else is going to message you and be like, hey, where's mine? People are impatient and they don't understand that it's not like a, a vending machine. Like I literally have to sit down and I have to take your measurements and make a pattern or or cut the pattern out because it's all, really it's all in my brain at this point based on those measurements to fit you. And then I have to uh, figure out 
the measurements for all these different designs and, and logos that you want on. And then I have to do artwork for those and then I have to physically put them together and then sew the, uh, the, the, the product together. And so people don't understand that that takes time. And then on top of that, I still wrestle full time. Like I said, I had, I had, uh, just one show this past weekend, but three shows, uh, last weekend. So I'm not here a whole lot of time. And, and not only that, but I, I have a training school. So yeah, Professor Kongs. Yes, correct. How many students you you turn out? Um, I run mine differently than than a lot of places. A lot of places is just like a twelve week course or whatever. Uh, mine is over the course of two years. Um, Make sure they learn it right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because again, my name is on them, yeah. and I don't want you know people going around saying, "Well, he trained at Congo Kong School." There's no way I'm going there. No, I want. I want everybody that can come to come through my school to come through my school. Right. So people um, you know they know you you've been trained. They've been trained by you. Exactly. Sometimes like I said people are are impatient and they can't wait so they'd rather go to these 12 week schools but then a lot of times they'll end up hitting me up for advice. Well, what should I do about this? What should I do about this? Hey, uh class meets on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. <laughs> do you have your you have your ratchet school there in Indiana or the other one? Yes, it's in it's in Bluffton, Indiana, which is about thirty minutes south of Fort Wayne. Um, we have on any given day, I'd say from four who are you know super dedicated to ten, you know who can drop in whenever they can, and it, it the the cast of characters differs every day. You know, some some guys have completed training elsewhere, and others mine completely. You know, but just depends, and and you know we'll. Whatever somebody's weakness is, we'll try to we'll try to attack that and try to uh, get them going there. You know, I get a lot of guys who I mean, aren't the most athletic uh, people there are, and they, you know, may or may not have gone to a another school where you know that's all they teach is the athletic part and the uh, how to do the moves and and the cool flips and the cool spots and sequences and stuff like that. And I try to teach a little more character. You know, I try to teach. Um, guys to go out and be able to have a match without without needing to necessarily call everything in the back you know and go from a to z on uh what what they want the match to be you know I, I'll, I'll get them to the point where they say okay well i do this this and this you know what do you do and then the other person says and then okay so then we'll try to fit that in in this part and we'll do this part and this is what the finish is. Well see I like your I like your way you teach because I mean you take a long time to go through it so everybody knows their stuff. And I yeah. mean like you said, you got your name on it, so you want to make sure they know it and, and they know everything. And I mean that's that's awesome because there's a lot of schools that don't even go for a year or maybe they might go for a year. Right. And they still and, probably don't know a whole lot and they're still training. Exactly. And and uh my thing is you won't it, it it won't take you two years to start wrestling, but you'll be under supervision for that time. So I got a kid who uh, he actually he's a he's an all American um, collegiate wrestler. And he started with me. Uh, he goes by Eric Surge and he's doing pretty well for himself. But even if I were to tell him that he was good enough to be on his own yet, He'd still rather travel with me because he feels like that's that's where he's going to get the most most uh, experience and and learn the most. And, you know, I'm appreciative of that. I think he came to training for about six months and then we decided, OK, it's probably time to put him in the ring now because, you know, he's picked up on on uh, 
you know, everything I, I need to teach them here. Now we got to get them the real, real life experience and right. teach them how to go from there. And so, so far it's been pretty good. Do they go with you to your, when you wrestle? Yes. Oh, they yes. Do? Um, for the most part, yeah, everybody, they, they go with me. And if, uh, you know, they find a spot that, that wants them back, absolutely, go ahead. You know, yeah. if they want to go back, I have no issues with that. Down here, we have a school called DFW All Pro in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And they okay. have a thing going on right now called Dojo Wars, where they're taking on all these other schools from across the United States and across Texas. And I think they got two open spots still, I think, in uh, October and December. I don't know if they found anybody yet. But if Congo Kong School wants to come down from Indiana, I think that'd be kind of cool to see okay. them come down and represent. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, because they did have one Friday. Yeah, went, well, the Forge Academy against, from St. Uh, Louis came Saint down. St. Louis. And I know they got Rodney Mack and Jazz's Dog Pound next. Or no, they got Booker T's Realities of Wrestling next month. Jazz and, uh, and Rodney Mack School in June. And then in July, they got Dustin Rhodes's Rhodes Academy. And I don't know who they got for September. And I know they got the only ones I've seen in September. I know one's in November for uh, Ohio, but September, I'm not for sure, but I know they need another school in October and December. Okay. So you might okay. reach out if you, uh, that'd be kind of cool. I'd like to see y'all guys. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad deal at all. Students against school against school, whose Kung Fu is the strongest. <laughs> right. Well, cool, man. Uh, Have you ever thought about getting, like going back on impact? Yeah, I've thought about it. I've, I've tried um, and I guess apparently uh, their vision of what they want for for their show and I just didn't line up and that's fine um, you know if it's meant to be then I'll end, I'll end up somewhere else or you know if not then I'll just write out my days as an independent worker and I would think the independent uh, would probably be a lot more freedom I mean yeah there's some traveling but I mean it's you make your own schedule you do your own bookings you're your boss yeah, I'm, well, even with Impact, I, I didn't have to worry about anything but the tapings. You know, I still did the uh, independent shows and whatnot. But, um, you know, it, it was it was good because I was on TV. And so that that made things easier as far as like booking and, and keeping, you know, my fee at a certain level or whatever. And not being on TV has has hurt it a little bit, but not really. Oh, you still know who you are, bud. I like to right. stay on AEW sometimes. But let me ask that you. That would be cool. Um, I, I would, I would, uh, oh, would yeah, like dude. that. I would, I would prefer more for them to have, I guess, writers that, or bookers or whatever, who appreciated big man better. Right. To me, right, like right. everybody's, everybody's tiny, you know, and and it just, it doesn't make any sense for you know, 150 pound guy to go out there and beat up a 300 pound guy. Yeah, well, well, that's like um, Ray Mysterio, you know, smallest guy in the. And the thing, and he can he can beat JBL or somebody like that, you know. <laughs> right, right. It can happen every once in a while, but it shouldn't be a regular thing. Getting back to your one that you were saying a minute ago, when you was talking about when you were with Impact, you were doing your independent bookings. So they would allow you to be able to book independent and still work for that company because I know some companies will only work in for them, and you really can't like WWE. I don't think they let you do much outside stuff on the side. Yeah, everything with WWE, you'd have to go through them or whoever wanted to book you would have to go through them to get you so that they, excuse me, more or less got their cut. 
Wow. And they controlled what you did. But in, in Impact, by the time I got there, uh, they had relaxed on that. Um, and because uh, that, that was similar to how they, they would be. They would control your outside bookings where you could go uh, – what match you were on the card, uh, what your your uh, your deal as far as uh, transportation and hotel and all that stuff is, they would control all that. But for uh, w- while I was there, I was able to control that, so I could I could just pretty much go wherever I want, long as I made it to the tapings for Impact. That's pretty cool, man. I like that. Well, like, that's yeah. just like Tony Khan from AEW. He owns RHO and he owns uh, New Japan Wrestling, so you know, and they all could go on each. Each one of them, anyway, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody goes back and forth. Yeah, and I think he gives them too the, uh, you know, they he gives them the time they need to be away if they have to be away. They don't have such a demanding schedule. Is what I'm what I'm hearing. They don't have such a demanding schedule as WWE does. Yeah, they have they have too many guys. I think that they uh, they can't really build anybody correctly, you know. And you uh, same same issue I've had with with Impact, I guess, is where they're not building their own stars. They are, um, I mean, aside from MJF at this point, they are reliant upon people who have been popular before they got to the company. Right. Well, that's just like uh, Braun Breaker from. On NXT, he's fixing to come to WWE, though. I mean, he's fixing to go to the main roster. And he, right. I mean, I, I, when I first saw him, I was impressed with him but because he looks just like his dad. Exactly like his oh, yeah. dad. Oh, yeah. I think I get more Scott out of him than I do Rick. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up watching this, Tyner Brothers. Like, who was some of your favorite wrestlers you grew up watching? Let's see. Hogan, Andre, Vader, Yokozuna. Oh, man. Undertaker. Oh, man. Um, Mick Foley, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, Bam Bam Bigelow, tattooed ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you say wow. Vader, I remember when he was big, Van Vader. And yes. then they had to take the van part off, and they just called him Vader. He used to come out with that big old headgear that would smoke when he took it off. And, yep. man, he was brutal, dude. When he got you in the corner and he'd start laying them fists in the, in the corner, Man, I seen Flair's tooth come out one time when he was fighting Flair uh, in a match. He knocked Flair's front tooth out. I was like, oh, my God, dude. He was brutal. Oh, I forget what his real name was. I I know he passed away a few years ago, but, man, God, he was was vicious. He said Dion White. Yeah. He was like a real estate dude on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to uh, actually meet him once in – he came to a gathering of the Juggalos, and oh, wow. um, I, he rolled with me. He and Bobby Lashley, actually, oh, rolled wow. with me from where we were in the middle of nowhere, uh, Illinois, all the way up to the airport in Evansville. And so I got to sit and, and uh, sit under the learning tree and listen to them two talk, you know, and go wow. back and forth about nutrition and about, you know, years in the business. And, and uh, you know, one thing he said, he's like, as a big man, uh, you wrestle in a bunch of different, you know, rings. And so one thing that, that will always help you is if you are sure-footed when you run. That way you don't mess up your ankles and your knees. Right. And so so far, you know, that, that advice has been clutch because I, you know, knock on wood, haven't <laughs> had any issues. Who's, uh, who's somebody in the business that you'd like to meet that you've never met before? Undertaker. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to meet him, too, and he... I think yeah. he lives here. I think he lives man. in Houston. <laughs> lives somewhere. I've seen him live before, but I've never got the chance to meet him. And he'd be like somebody right. I want to meet. 
I met Stone right. Cold one time. He, he he gave me an autograph, and he told me he wanted to stomp a mud hole in my ass. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a whole uh, post going around on Facebook about if you take pictures with wrestlers, then and you're a wrestler, then that makes you a mark. And um, I get what they're saying, but at the same time, I don't because you never know when you have that opportunity again, you know, and, and if these are people that you grew up watching on TV or um, that you've, uh, you've been a fan of, there's no reason for you to change that stance on it now. You know, I know when I met Ron Simmons, I, I made sure I got a picture because it's Ron Simmons, man. You know, same thing with Vader and those guys. You, uh, you have to take advantage of those opportunities that you get and, and go ahead, be a Mark. We're all Marks. We all got into this business because we were fans at some point. Dude, I'm, I'm, how is Ron Simmons? I mean, I've, I've heard he's a pretty good, nice guy. Oh yeah. He's very nice. And it's, it's interesting to listen to him talk like, cause he, he had done a seminar that uh, I had attended while we were, while I was booked. Actually, it was in Dallas for sore wrestling uh, by oh, wow. uh, Mo from Men on a Mission. Yeah. Bobby Horn. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, he just and, got out of the hospital um, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad to see he's doing better. Yeah. Now. Just listening to Ron, you know, talk to the, to the guys. Yeah, like, he reminded time. me of, like, my uncle, you know, how uh, the way he would he would uh, approach, you know, telling these guys what to do and how to do it, you know, and, and trying to get them to understand how to make things make sense. You know, that wrestling is not just about putting moves together, um, you know, or just doing a bunch of moves, which is what I call video game wrestling, which is a lot of what you see these days. Yeah. It's, uh, it's about being able to tell a story. You know, it's, 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 it's a, it's an ultimate story of good versus evil, where in most cases, good will overcome the evil. And, um, you know, there's a certain formula that works with that. And if guys don't know it, you know, if, if these schools aren't teaching it, then it's hard to uh, to keep that message going, you know. And I think a lot of times it gets lost in today's wrestling. But, you know, I'm one of those people who tries to keep it around. Cool. I love your philosophy, man. I love your, I love everything about the way you, the way you teach your everything, dude. I mean, you got a good philosophy for everything. So, I mean, it's awesome. Um, Appreciate it. What matches you have coming up next? See, Friday, I am at Comic-Con in Indianapolis with oh, man. Uh, Wild Championship. Yeah, Wild Championship Wrestling Outlaws, WCWO of Indianapolis. Um and then on Saturday, I go up to Detroit for Saturday and Sunday um, festival shows with International Big Time Wrestling, and I'll be wrestling up there. And uh, anything after that? Wait, no, I have Pure Pro Wrestling the weekend after that, along with Horror Slam and uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to keep up with, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it's cool. But uh yeah, it's, it's it's a blessing to be able to say I'm busy every week, you know, and, and uh, you know, travel this road and be able to get back and forth even. So you uh, coming to Texas anytime soon? Because we'd like to see you down here, man. There are no current plans, but hopefully uh, there's a there's a company down by Houston that I, I wrestled for recently that was looking at, looking forward to bringing me back. And then I think once uh, Sore starts wrestling a little more often or starts running a little more often, they'll probably end up having me back as well. Well, that'd be kind of cool to see. And there's also one down here that uh, independent promotion in Fort Worth called MPX. They just had okay. Ab, Ab, uh, Ab, I can't even say her name. Abaddon. Abaddon from AEW came through there and so did Athena. She came up okay. through there. So 
and and they also got um, VIP too. Yeah, there's also VIP that's got Shane Taylor. It's had Shane Taylor there. I think Ricochet's been there. There's been like a yeah, few yeah. Um, uh, Lou, uh, what is his name? Gotti. Um, Lou Gotti. Lou Gotti. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, he's the one. Good friend the, of mine. Uh, yeah, Great he, dude. Great dude, man. Yeah, like, yeah. He's DFWR Pro School, man. I'd like to yeah, see I knew, you. Yeah. Okay. I knew him. I knew him from when he lived in Cleveland. So yeah. Yeah, we'd like to get you. To, yeah, you're to reach out to him and do the dojo boards. That'd be kind of cool to see your school against right. his school in December or October. Okay. Ooh, Congo Kong and Halloween. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Thanks, Steve, for coming on today, dude. And uh, we learned yeah. a lot, dude. And I want to. I'll get back with you. I got your phone number. I'll text you and see how much everything costs for. We want to. We want to get three masks for us. Awesome. Okay. And um, I just love everything you do, dude. I'm a big fan. I guess. Uh, you got any plans to go to uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling anytime soon? Um. <laughs> Whenever the gathering is, they'll probably book me like a week or two before. But I try to block out that uh, that that space anyway, just to have it open. But um, I've never been to uh, a gathering. I want to go, it, but it is an experience. Oh, let me I know. tell you, I bet it is. <laughs> I'd love to go. I've been to all their shows when they come down here. I go to every one of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, brother, thank you for coming on today, dude. We appreciate it, and uh, I know you got stuff to do today, and it's time to go. So, until next time, man. We'd love to have you All come right. back. If you ever got anything else you want to come back and plug, man, let us know. We'll we'll have you back, dude. Nice. Thanks, Thanks again so for having me. Oh man, loved it, oh, dude. Man. Thank, Thank you, you so Steve. much. Thank, Thank you, Steve. All right, guys. Have bye a good bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Side Hustles and Turnbuckles, a Podshack Studio Fort Worth production. Please like our Facebook page, Side Hustles and Turnbuckles. Like and subscribe to our podcast so you can be alerted each time we drop a new episode. Until next time, this is Big Skinny. We'll see you.